Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. I've got Ed and Nathan on my right and on my left. You do. That's right. On the As always. Team. As always. I'm so happy. I want to change places one time. You do? You should. I, I don't really care. You should move over there. I just, it was but, something to say. And what, what I'll find is whichever uh, ear that I don't have hearing in will tell me which one of you is louder. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I'm just going to say I already know Nathan's louder than me. All right. You think so? Oh, yeah. I will say I had a little ringing in oh, my right stop it. there, oh, there a few weeks go. back. Stop it. So it, it might have something to do with you. We, so. I will say, though, I think uh, his brother Benjamin is the loudest of the Martins. Well, there you go. Nathan you, does you not want to surrender. Does, nor deny. He does not want to surrender that title. No, I don't know. I also don't know that I'm the loudest Martin, but. You're pretty loud. I'm, I have no doubt. <laughs> I think I think you need to take the plank out of your own eye before you go trying to get the speck out of someone else's eye. Just wow, that's the way that goes. But throwing scripture at him. I that's know. right. That's what it was. Jason, uh, I just say this. I want to talk about your water. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's Isn't wondering. It water, and they won't be able to see us. It's it's a little sparkly. It mm. could be a wine spritzer. It's actually not. It's not sparkly at all. It honestly looks a little dirty. Is what it, it looks does. like dirty yeah, wine spritzer. Dirty. It is. Um, you know those things that they sell that you can like just pour some powder into your uh, sure. water bottle and shake it up. Is this Propel? No. <laughs> this is uh, something that you can't get in this country. Oh, but you did. I did. <laughs> uh -oh. All right. So long, it's a long FDA story. FDA is now listening. It's a long story. My my wife has a friend. She was over at her friend's house. Helga has a friend. She does. And she was over at this uh, friend's house, and she served this flavored water, and she drank it, and she was like, this is some of the best tasting stuff I've ever had. What is in this? And she said, well, you know, I travel out of the country a lot, and when I'm in South America... I bring home this these cases of this water stuff that you can't get in America. It's, and it's called cocaine. Well, <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like it. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I have to go show I'm you. I'm super you later. wealthy. Yeah. But she she brought some home. She said, you like it? She said, yeah. I said, well, here, take some home. And she brought all these flavors. This is pear flavored. It tastes just like you're eating a ripe pear. Well, there you go. And it's no sugar. It's, it's just like all the other additives you throw in your water. It's just, you know, flavoring. Just, yeah. Just to make you drink more water. Yeah. So well, I liked you. it. It was very good. I, I brought some to work. Good. There you go. And you can't find it in You cannot in buy it here. I actually went online and I was like, oh, I'm going to find that stuff. No. Not even on the black market. So. So there you go. It probably is. So are you, you're going to be run out of it soon. Something. Yeah, I will at what, some point. What are you going to do then? I just drink water, just, I guess. Uh, uh, you're I hooked on know. it. You're hooked on it by then. Well, if it's cocaine, I will yeah, be hooked it's, on it. I was going to say, so. Jason be, I am feeling Jason's going to be bit. running down to South America. It's like Turkish get... delight in the Chronicles of Narnia. There you go. Yeah. See, there's a deep cut. That is it. <laughs> For all you... Uh, <laughs> Chronicle Narnia Lewis fans yeah. Exactly Yeah man So uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I am feeling a little Extra energy So maybe there is Something in that yeah. Okay I'm joking I'm not Okay <laughs> Alright Y'all want a headline he says. Yeah I get We why. do You want a headline Jason Collins Arrested for cocaine In his water <laughs> you, <definitely laughs> you definitely want a headline This was Hey since we had uh, uh, Animal uh, Headline Again Last week uh, I tried to steer away from animals this time. Thank you. I did. I went to our other favorite Is topic. Is that the headline, man steers into animals? <laughs> Could have been. Because okay. he had cocaine in his water. <laughs> <laughs> I steered toward our other favorite topic, food. 
Okay. Okay. All right. See if this is appealing that's to not, you. That's not, not even animal my related. That's not even my other favorite topic. It's my favorite topic. Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> All right. Animals would not be at my favorite topic. Okay. Food. Uh, uh, there's been a new flavor of ice cream debuted. Oh, oh I think I heard, I, I heard this. this. Did you? Did yeah. you know what it? Go ahead. The mac and cheese one. The mac and cheese. I, uh, yeah, ice cream. and the answer is I would eat it. Yeah, you would. <laughs> well, I don't know why I wouldn't because mac and cheese is cheese, which is milk, and ice cream is just milk, and uh, and mac is just. Noodles? Mm, Why would it? Now, this is a different kind of milk. See, cheese is actually spoiled milk. Sure. Ice cream is milk with sugar. It's mother's milk. (laughs) (laughs) It is good. Yes. But here was the thing that got me. I didn't realize this because I had heard of it as well, but when I read the story, it's actually craft mac and cheese, which is a whole nother level. So that means they marketed it. It's got their thing. It was it it was branded because Is this Ben and Jerry's? No, it's a Van Leeuwen ice cream company. I don't know that one. They're based out of Brooklyn. Based with cocaine. But here's here's what was fascinating to me. The person who who's talking about they interviewed, here's her title. Her name is Emily Violet. She is Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Senior Associate Brand Manager. Okay. So Kraft Mac and Cheese has a Senior Associate Brand Manager who was in charge of this project. And, I believe in that. How and, do you get that job? And her name think. is Emily Violet. That's what it says. I, I, That's in the story, she's man. She's superhero. It's so. in the story. She is the one who oversaw this project. I'll need to look up to the article I read about it, because I think this is actually a pretty common thing in South Korea. This mac and cheese ice cream. I really? think yeah, so it's we're not, just now experiencing. Yeah, what, someone sent me the a The Koreans, like everything else, are keeping the good stuff for themselves. They are. They they get it first. Let me see. You found it there? Let me they have the best go. dictators. <laughs> the way that goes. I don't know it. <laughs> okay. Right, here we go. It's it. A whole nother topic we don't want to talk about. I'm not going there either, I promise. You're gonna They you also have a dill pickle ice cream. Wow. Sold at a soda fountain in North Dakota. So Man. there you go. That was in this article that I read about it. Let me see. Dill where pickle. So do they sweeten it with the dill pickle, or is it just dill pickle creamy? Uh, no, substance. yeah, I'm sure. Is there dill pickle ice cream? Because I would eat that. That's what they said. That's what they said. What he said. I would eat it. I see here that it was based out. See, of I've, had a, I've had a dill pickle potato chip, but that's a salty snack, and I get how that mixes. I'm, I'm just, just saying, ice cream's supposed to be sweet in my mind. I don't get how you would. I don't know. Well, well but just I'm a very traditional kind of guy. Maybe I'm missing it. Yeah. But that's just me. Maybe this isn't where I saw it. I saw it somewhere where it said that uh, it's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's Filipino. Uh, it's a Filipino thing. Have you ever had Filipinos a, have been eating this. Someone, someone tweeted this. Filipinos have been pickle? eating this. No, the mac and oh, cheese, the mac and cheese. Okay. ice cream. Check out a Filipino grocery if you have access to one. There's cheese. And corn cheese ice cream. I don't, I don't know corn what that cheese is. is. <laughs> and it's literally the best. So there literally. you go. So there you go. Literally. Okay. So, our, so yeah. have you ever had pepper ice cream? And I don't mean like peppermint. I mean like they. It's it's spicy. Oh no. Yeah, you know there are a couple. It's pretty good. There are a couple spicy flavor. Like I saw one that was like a Tabasco flavored ice cream or something. Like that's a kind of common thing in. 
in the ice cream world I used to be a part of, that's a pretty those kind of things because it's it's. You more, went to Brewster University, didn't you? I well, I went to Brewster's University online. I was invited <laughs> to go to the actual Brewster's University in Pennsylvania, but I did not. I did. I chose not to attend that. Um, but I did do the online version. But yeah, they have. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a whole thing, and but there's a whole world of that kind of stuff that it experiments with different kinds of ice cream, and that's what apparently is interesting about them is the combination of because hmm. someone had to be the first one to to figure out cheesecake yep figure I, out here's here's some i don't some, know if i've told this on the podcast or not but my dad regularly ate uh, yeah. yellow mustard on ice cream yeah like just pour it on oh, top of he, regular ice cream. on regular he'd get if we were having ice cream he would say somebody go get the mustard Mm-mm. Well, you got to think. We put <laughs> who, who just decided that one? Day? I'm guessing him. If you knew my yeah. dad, once he decided it, it was decided. Where does that even come from? I will from, like though? it whether I like it or not. Where does that I even have come decided. from? The, you just one day looking around. You know what would go good well, with this idea? He also would eat it on chocolate uh, meringue pie. I, and mustard. Mustard. Wow. Yellow, he must have just loved mustard. Yellow. He did love mustard. Yellow mustard. Well, but, you know, there is something about, like, because we put salted nuts on ice cream. That's... That's that a salty true. thing. But, you it, know, you got to have a little salt to have a little sweet. Well, I get that. So that's what I'm saying yeah, is now you're salt. adding in these other flavors. You just got to develop that palate. Man. I will that's say I have tried I'm here the mustard for, on the ice cream because I was required to. And it ain't bad. Well, I was going to say. I would eat it today. If I remember correctly, it was mustard on vanilla ice cream. No, particular. he would eat it on any ice cream. Oh, okay. Oh, mm. There you go. Wow. Vanilla ice cream is a base by itself. I, I've never understood people who would come to Brewster's and pay four fifty for a scoop of vanilla ice cream yeah. on a cone. I'm thinking... you got to get something more exotic. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking that's the reason you're coming vanilla to Vanilla ice cream. cream's really good, though. It is good. I love it. It I is good, but you could, but also vanilla ice cream from Kroger at $1.50 is good. Oh, so. yeah, it is good. They're, about, so. they're all pretty much the same. Yeah, once yeah. you get Except for Briars, I will say that. Oh, okay. I love well, Briars. I like Bluebell. Do you? Oh, there you go. Oh, starting the ice cream wars yeah, we here. Are. So there you go. Watch With or without out. mustard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you so guys... mac and cheese ice cream, I'm all about it. If someone wants to get some, I, 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 I did see in this article. I don't think they're actually. I don't think they're actually selling it though in America. Huh. So I know it's a Brooklyn-based thing, but something about this article was that either they've already sold out in Brooklyn that it's not like a national uh, this thing. This shouldn't be a hard question for me, but I don't want to think about it too much. Is there vegan ice cream? Yes, yeah. there cream? is absolutely. Okay, there is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't there's know what's other. There's other. But well, you know, there Our are. Friend, uh, good food, mm-hmm. good fuel could probably tell us that. Yes, you know, there is one that is a um, high protein. Ice cream, and I'm trying to think. Someone, someone will put it in there because my wife and I got it a few times. It's pretty low in calories and tastes pretty good. It's not a sugar-free substitute, but it's like primarily eggs. Oh, it's, a, it's a, like a keto thing. Yes. It's no, a, well, it's got no, sugar in it. It's not keto, but it's supposed to be for that. It's like a bodybuilder thing. Like this is a way to eat ice cream. You'll, st- mm-hmm. I mean, you're still adding calories, but if you're willing to give up, it's like a pint of it's like 350 calories. Mm-hmm. They don't taste great. You got to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to, uh, you've got to thaw them out pretty good. Like they have to because they're not very creamy by their mm-hmm. nature when they're frozen. Um, well, I'll say I've 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 been on a keto diet for yeah. a little while, and uh, we have tried some of the keto ice cream. And you right. are correct; it needs to be thawed pretty well to get it to where uh, it needs to be almost. I soupy. will say though, the ones that I found are pretty yeah, dang what's good. The name you, of the... There there are some of them that I've tried that. If I gave them to you, you wouldn't know. 
Well, I, you not, wouldn't. You yeah, wouldn't know they were any less. If you wait long sweet. enough to get them, get them creamy yeah. enough, the cream. I'm sure people who know me well Halo are not surprised. I, I do not have a discerning palate. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Halo Top was the one I was thinking. <laughs> I of. get the Rebel. Okay, I've never seen those. Rebel before. is my the one I, I eat, and it's yes. very very good. Now it's a little pricey. It's five bucks. For oh, I mean pint. these are yeah the Halo Top ones are pretty yeah, it's, pretty. It's pretty pricey, too, but, but I have a few in my freezer right now. Well, the triple go. chocolate is. my I favorite. would be willing to do any taste test on that if you want that to happen. There you go. Okay. But I'm really for the mac and cheese one or the dill pickle one. Or if you got anything that's just an exotic ice cream, send yeah, it on. I'll on. try anything once. Yeah, me so, too. Send we'll it on. Send it on. All right. Okay. So today uh, we're going to have an unscripted conversation. As, as if we ever have a they're scripted. All, they're all, I think never, they're all unscripted. Scripted, you need to fire the writer. Are you the one with the script? Because no. I have not seen a script. Someone should fire the writer. They are Jason terrible. has a script, and he's going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, sometimes I say things just to see what y'all are going to say next. <laughs> and that's why I said that, to see what y'all would say next. Unscripted conversation. Uh following up the series that we just finished uh mainly because y'all didn't send us any questions this week but Uh, the other reason is we kind of wanted to talk about it we've been talking for the past few weeks about our church and the way forward for our church and um i'm wondering uh, the stuff that we have talked about so far if people had listened to it and engaged with it thinking well this is just the same old same old or is this really a new way forward for us and if it is new what is what's different is there anything because we have had people ask us are things changing around community christian and um and i always want to say yes and no (laughs) and i think we said that in the series there are some things that you might notice that are changing but then there are some things that aren't and i thought it'd be important for us to make that distinction uh, real clear and maybe go in a little deeper in what we learned in this series so Let's do that <laughs> okay. and see where that goes. And it might last five minutes. I don't know, but hopefully not. I think the reason for the series is because of where we've been in COVID and really the the reality of uh, how everything has changed in our culture. And for people that don't know, uh, it's not just our church. Every church, every every business or anything that's in the gathering business, which if you just took away the religious part, we're in the gathering. We mm-hmm. we gather people for a purpose, yes. yep. have had to figure out what they're doing, mm-hmm. what it looks like in the future as people have, uh, you know, some are coming back and some are not. We've had to, over the last few, uh, year, and I think in a really good way for a 30-year-old organization, mm-hmm. we've had to rethink, what is it that really matters? What's our primary thing? How do we accomplish that with people who we have on-site or online? How can we accomplish that, and what's the way forward uh, to do that? So that's really what we were trying to do. Are there things changing? There are things changing, but as I said at one point in this, the, the main thing is not changing. We have always been a church that has not primarily been about the people who came. Yeah. From the very beginning, if I had to say what's a, and I guess every church sort of feels that, but I mean, we have really been focused on we aren't about the people who come. It's not a, it's not a club for us. The people who come, we buy into. We're on a mission with God to do what he asked us to do in the world. And so our primary thing with people has come is to help them get on that mission. And so this yeah. was a way to get that focus back. And I'll say a phrase that you're, if you haven't heard yet, you're going to hear a lot 
over the next run of our church is we are a church for the one. So let's talk a little about that. Let's unpack that just to help people get that terminology in their brains and what it really means comes from a story that Jesus told uh, about the sheep, right? Mm -hmm. The 99 sheep that were safe and (laughs) on the hillside and doing just fine. But then the one wandered off, and the shepherd left the 99 to go and find the one. Yeah, you know, for me, in rereading that passage, which I've taught a lot of times through the years, and I don't know why it never hit me this time, because people have asked me a question about that for a long time. Of I had never really gotten that Jesus clearly says the 99 were left in the pasture. Mm. Well, no shepherd walks away from sheep that are in the pasture because sheep by nature are wanderers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I had always, and I don't know if it's from flannel graph growing up or some picture book that I had, that he was bringing them into the fold, and as he came in, he counted, he goes, I'm one short. And he Mm -hmm. hemmed up the pen so the 99 couldn't get out, and then he went and looked. But Jesus is clear. This guy walked away from the 99. Put them at risk. He put them at risk for the sake of the one. Mm. And uh, that really hit me different this time of... What that says about the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father is these are okay, and I'm going to go find the one that's that's not okay. And, you know, we often have in our minds this, I think, false dichotomy that um, if we become people, you use the uh, illustration... um, the, I, w- I did it, and I can't remember now what the illustration was in the first sermon. Being by the door, staying oh, yeah, by yeah, the door, yeah, yeah. right? Yes. And I, I heard from many people that poem so powerful, uh, right, that if I'm the person who stays by the door or I go off and I, I, I'm going to go for the one, then somehow the people who don't stay by the door, people who go all the way in, they're the ones who become spiritually mature. But it's, it's a misunderstanding of what Jesus is doing, that our goal as followers of Jesus is, is to, in every moment, I want to be with the Father doing what the Father does because that's what Jesus did, that I'm supposed to be like my leader. And Jesus was with the Father wherever he is. And so the story Jesus tells is Jesus is the shepherd who goes off for the one. Now, he didn't say, so you go be the shepherd, you go off the one. That doesn't mean we don't go. The point is Jesus is going to the one, so we go to the one because that's where Jesus is. Therefore, when I go to the one, I'm closer to Jesus, which was the goal. If I stay over in this other spot by myself or even as the 99 of saying, well, you got me collected and I'm all good, mm-hmm. you go off and do your thing, I am not growing more spiritually mature. It's this false dichotomy we have in our head of, well, I'll sacrifice some spiritual maturity so I can reach the one, or I don't want to sacrifice spiritual maturity so I won't go to the one. What we've been trying to say this whole time is spiritual maturity is every day going, there are things in my life I may have to remove so that I can be closer to Jesus. And there are things I may have to do, but the closer to Jesus is being where Jesus is and Jesus says over and over again, I'm the, I'm the shepherd who goes for the lost sheep. I'm the woman who tears up her entire house to look for the lost coin. I'm the father who stands every day waiting for the lost son to come home. And Jesus goes, you come be with me. That's the invitation. Come be with me. So I think even in, in doing this, we're for the one, as you've said the whole time, because Jesus is for the one. And I'm really for Jesus. And I'm for what he's for. Mm-hmm. The reason to reemphasize it is it 
and it's not just true for our organization, it happens for each of us individually, and it has been true for me, that if you're not careful, the 99 is way too attractive yes. to walk away from. Sure. It's just, I know them, they're here, they also have needs, and I only have a limited amount of energy and time, and uh, I just want to spend time with the 99. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make me a bad person, it just means that we collectively have to, and we have to refocus. And, you know, then another part of what we talked about in the series was that as we do that, I have to move toward, I'm really committed to doing what Jesus wants, that it's not about this. Everything we're doing doesn't have to be focused on me. And as I do that, I quoted that passage in Hebrews where don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, and people mm -hmm. tend to think that if I, if I don't come, then... I'll grow spirit. I mean, I'll grow cold, and I have to come so I can be encouraged. But the point is, you come to encourage. That's right. I'm coming to encourage people. Now, the the thing is, it doesn't take long for people to see. If we all had that mindset, we all would be encouraged. Mm -hmm. We yeah. all would yeah. be built up. We all would do that. So the way for me to do this is, I do what Jesus asked me to do. I obey what He asked me to obey, believing He has my best in mind. And if we all do that. Mm -hmm. My needs will be met. Well, it was like I, I said to a guy um, just recently who, I don't know if it was a church function or a, or a service, he missed. He wasn't there. And uh, he said to me, you know, I really missed being there. And my, and I didn't think about it at the time, but my phrase next, next to him was really the point of it. I said, no, actually, we missed you. Right. Yeah. And that's what people, I think, don't understand is when that, that passage you just referred to, don't forsake assembling together, it's not that you're going to miss it so much. You might have gone off and did something and been just perfectly fine. Right. But what you bring to the body of Christ when you are present and and functioning as the body of Christ, right. which is the encouragement and mm -hmm. what we get from the Spirit in you, the body suffers. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so it's not so much about you, it's about the body of Christ that they're missing out on what you bring to the table. And that's that's a sad thing. That's yeah. absolutely right. No, I think that's and I think that's all part of it. And I think we I think the the more we can get clear in our heads that really what Jesus is inviting us into is this life where I'm on I think you say this in your in your uh, sermon on it that this it's this adventure with God mm -hmm. it's this yep. risk but it really is this adventure of the father's at work at all times and my job is I'm looking out through the word world with the spirit in me and going the father's out here working right and Jesus is out and he's going for the lost sheep I just got to go oh, there he is. Let me go do this, but not by myself, because what we also know is the father is working through his church, that it is us mm -hmm. together. And we miss that because what we think is, and maybe it's what we were taught. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's just something we get in is that what Jesus came to do was make sure that I will make a personal decision myself that I can go to heaven one day and that it's really about me and Jesus and Jesus is just trying to get now all of us got to make those decisions but it's really about getting me to heaven to be with Jesus and all that that really what Jesus is saying is is I want you to come live life with God and God is by his nature a community of love father son spirit and that you get to be a part of that with God 
But part of the way we live that out in practice is that I get with other believers who also have the Spirit of God, and we get to kind of practice that with each other, that just as Father, Son, and Spirit love each other and are humble and serve one another and exalt the other and say, you know, Jesus says, no, the Father's greater than me, and the Father says, no, hey, it's the Son, and then Jesus is like, it's better that I go because the Spirit's way better than me, and they're constantly, uh, I think you've used the phrase, not that it's your phrase, but you've used it on the podcast of this divine dance that they're always in love as God in this community of love. And he goes, that you would do that together and that you would invite others in. That when you see me at work, you would go to someone and say, hey, come join us in this, what the believers started called the beloved community. That you would just experience the love of the Father through the way we love and serve one another. But you can't exist in a community of love, if it's still all about you, if you come and go, why aren't you serving me? The father never looks at the son and goes, why aren't you playing your part? Why aren't you taking care of me? Why, why isn't this the way it is? The Holy Spirit's never going, who thinks about me? <laughs> it's this perfect unity, as the word you've used, of love. And that's why we need one another, that it's not just about you going and telling someone about Jesus. It's about introducing them to a body of believers and that there's a way they experience God through the church that is different. For many of us, that's very difficult because the, the way that most of us grew up and heard it was, it's really just about something I think. If I can get someone, if I can teach them, here's the historical reasons to believe Jesus rose from the dead. Once you believe that, the job's done. Yeah. yeah. You may you may have to do something. You may have, depending on what your religious back, you may have to pray a prayer. You may have to get baptized. There may be something you have to do. But once you do that, <laughs> you're all good because you made your decision. But I think this that's the difference of we as individuals and as a community are going to be for the one because we're for Jesus. Which means primarily I have to give up my rights. I have to do what Jesus did for me. I'm constantly thinking, what did he do for me? I'm going to do it for the people that aren't here yet. I'm not going to expect people to do it for me. Uh, I'm going to do it for people. So I'll give up a parking space that I might like to park in. I will... Uh, sing songs that I don't necessarily yeah. are the ones that I like. I will sit in places that I'll go talk to people yeah. that I don't know. I'll open yes. spots in my group where we all know each other and we're really good friends. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do things that, to me, feel like I'm losing, but I'm losing for the sake of the one, which ultimately I know that if we'll all do that, I will get my needs met because mm-hmm. I'm with Jesus. Yes. That's an important uh thing you bring up there because we were just having this conversation and uh, as a staff you know certain changes are coming and one of the things we were talking about is you know inevitably you're going to have people ask you questions why are we doing it this way why aren't we doing it the old way we used to do it or why is it like this and our answer by the way if you ask us that question (laughs) our answer is going to be simply we think this is what it's going to help what is going to help us reach the one and that's the only reason we ever do anything is yeah. we believe this is our best chance right now at reaching the one. And that's all that matters. I mean, you know you know this, Jason, because you and I have both been here a long time. I could tell you things that we did 30 years ago that yep. we were absolutely convinced were for the one. Mm-hmm. And when we stopped doing them, people literally left our church yes. over the thing mm-hmm. that we did that was the only thing we did that reached them. Mm-hmm. And they... They thought somehow they had been betrayed, but our motivation had always been the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I can remember, I, I could just point out all kinds oh, yeah. of things that we used to do back in the day. And 
and, and all throughout, not just back in the day. There are people that are coming here now that mm -hmm. have been here five or six years, and they're sad that we're not doing the things we were doing five or six years ago. But mm -hmm. those things that we were doing five or six years ago, if they'd been here four years before that, we weren't doing those doing either. doing that either. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it's always been this continual thing of saying, who is it that's in our community? How can we better do that? How can we represent Jesus better and meet the needs of the place he's placed us? Mm -hmm. it, for me, one of the big verses that Paul quotes in Athens is when he says, and it's he's actually quoting a philosopher from their day, but yeah. it's been included in our scriptures, and he says it as if it's true, <laughs> mm -hmm. that God chooses the times and places that people live. So all of us that right now live in Coweta County who are in this place with the people we're around, the people you work with, like them, don't like them, <laughs> like where you live, don't like you live. God was a part of placing you as a believer in that place. And it's my job to say, who are these people and how can I? I know God is for these people. God's for every single person. How can I be with the Father in helping him with that? One of the phrases that you said in this series that just is stuck with me and it, it has, I think, helped me refocus into that vision that we're talking about is you said the way forward for our church is not going to be these big things. It's going to be that one-on-one, -on -one, life by life yeah. act yeah. of compassion. Because I often, you know, especially when I was younger, starting out in ministry, I had these big grand visions of what you know, ministry was going to look like. And it often in involved lots of people and crowds yeah. and things that were big. <laughs> and um, these days, I think God is rightly refocusing me on, no, it's it's that one right in front of you. Yep. And it's the thing that you might not see any visible fruit from right away, but you just need to be obedient to what I'm calling you to do right now with this person. Love this person right here where you're at. And then, then you and I are doing the work together, and that's enough. Well, that's I, right. I think to your point, Jason, I think that's huge. Is I think it's natural that we would we would think the bigger something is, and we think this, the more the more people that show up to something, sure. the more people do this, the greater the impact it is. That is the way we view things. Uh, but that's not the way of the kingdom. No, because Jesus particularly goes, you know what the kingdom is like? Yeah. It's like a little bit of yeast that goes in a lot of dough and it takes a really long time to grow and you maybe you don't even get to the end of it. Or he goes, it's like a mustard seed that you you, you know you get and it, and it, and it eventually it, it grows into something else, but it's going to take a long time. And it's these things. And I think to the point you said, and I think this is huge for people, it's not even things that you know you're doing. Mm. And I just think that's huge of when you get yourself to a place and we right now are, are kind of in a uh, discipleship thing with some with some guys in our church, and, and that's been part of the thing we're doing, one-on-one -on -one acts mm -hmm. with people in every moment. And one of the constant things I hear people is, I just don't hear God telling me what to do. And I realize, even in these conversations here we're having now, and this is kind of formulating right now as I'm, I'm saying it, that's the way I communicate, but yeah. I think for many people what we miss is that God is going to 
come to me and go, that person right there, go speak to them. And when you do, or not even when you do, and then you'll do it and you're like, that was what God used. But all of us know this, there are things, and I'll take it on a a level, take it away from necessarily like you leading someone to Christ. Take it to like with your children. There are things that I, I guarantee both of you, now that you have grown children, they look back at, you know, when dad, when you did this thing, that's how I knew you loved me or that's how I knew this. And you're like, I wasn't, that wasn't why I did no. that. But it's because you did have this mindset and this, your general attitude towards your child was, I want what's best for them. And I love them. And that comes out in ways you don't see. Mm-hmm. The problem for many of us is we go through our days and that is not our general attitude no. to the people around us. And if we can begin with an internal mindset shift of like, like, like Ed said, I'm here at this grocery store and God could use me. Maybe I'll just pray for the people I'm around right, right sure. now. Absolutely. And I don't even know how that affects it. And it, what it may do is it sets my heart and my general attitude that I do some unknown thing to me that God goes, hey, you know, I was at work there and you, mm-hmm. you, you didn't even see it at the moment, but now you can. But it does require us to change our mindset. And we will have to change our practices uh, because when I change the things that I choose to do, it changes also the way I think about things. But it may not be the specific thing. It may not be the, uh, the I'm going to have this particular conversation with my coworker that changes them. It may be some other thing that I did. But because I put so much emphasis on and I put so much planning it changed my heart to have that conversation with them. Now I'm really invested in them. Well, and I would say this, I have now watched people for 30 years. If I were to say to people, who do you think God wants to use you to reach? Often it's a family member. Yes. And I would just say my experience has been, if you're not really close to them, like you've had a break in your relationship, maybe it's a mom and dad, uh, dad with a kid, or it's a kid with their parents, or it's a brother and sister who you don't really, you don't have a place of influence in their life. You're just blood related, and you do love them. You're probably not the person that God's going to use to do that. But if you would look around, God has given you people in your life right now that he very much intended for you to be the one to put their hand on the door. It's somebody else's kid, somebody else's child, and they're praying for their child like you're praying for your child, and he's counting on us all to do our part. And I know you're hoping somebody somewhere will do their part with my kid. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to do our part with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's staying mindful of all of that. Yeah. And that's, that reminded me of this, the things that we're working on right now in, in my discipleship group. Um, we're trying to stay mindful of the opportunities that we do have right. in front of us to, uh, to be led to love people right in front of us. And so yes. in order to do that, and you guys just saw it pop up on my phone, I have a reminder on my phone that hits me every single hour, and it just simply says... Holy Spirit, lead me in love. And it has come at these weird times, of course, yeah. that I'm, I'm doing things, and then I'll, it'll pop up on my phone, I see it, and then I go, okay, what does that look like right now? And, and a few nights ago, I'm, I'm sitting at home, and my wife is just talking to me about something. And the thought occurs, how do I love her right now? I listen. That's right. I engage. I just engage with her right now, and that's what God's called me to do. So I'll do that right now. And 
if I hadn't didn't have that mindset, I would just I'd miss it a or b I would see it as so insignificant that I would just write it off as it doesn't matter. But it does matter. It does. And and a countless other encounters that I have all throughout the day, they matter just as much too. If I just stay in the in the right headspace of God's here, He's working. I can be used by him. How do I get that done right now? Father, I'm yours. Lead me. And what you're pointing to, Jason, there is the way the spirit moves. It it reminds me of the conversation we had. This is a little separate, but I just dropped my water bottle. Uh, This was, this is a little separate from what we talked about, but when we were talking about whether it was okay to eat meat or not, and I said, the reason that I choose not to eat meat is because I realize when I make that choice every time, it makes me more conscious of other things I could do environmentally to help. What most of us, when we get really fired up about a cause, and I'm bringing this up, you get very, maybe you're really fired up about the environment. You're like, so what's the thing I'm going to do that's going to heal the planet? And what we all know, and then what happens is you get really defeated because you go, so really everything I do is insignificant. And what Jesus is saying is, I want to create you to become the kind of person that in every environment you're in, you're doing those small acts that when you do them over and over and over again, that does that does something to the person that you're with because they see in you the Holy Spirit of God and they go, man, there's something beautiful about this person. But when you do it in the right way, they go... That beauty doesn't make sense because that's like beyond a person is beautiful and attractive. I, I need to know more that you're drawing them in and it's those little acts that you do. And so you talk about every time it comes up, Holy Spirit, lead me in love. Mm-hmm. It's, at, it's at the exact right moment. What I've now started realizing in my own life with those same kind of things it's not that it comes at the exact right moment. It's that in the moment, every moment, moment, it's in that moment moment. I woke up. That's right. And I saw the spirit. And then what that has made me do is it's not, it's not like me praying it caused it to happen. It's that Jesus is like, you finally, as we talked about maybe in the last podcast, you plugged into the power source and you saw it. Yeah, that's what it is. Y'all are, that's. So so what you're saying, Nathan, is that we should all be woke. <laughs> uh, watch out! That's going to get us some comments too. I've already talked about environmentalism, which everyone's already a little upset about. Yeah. But you throw woke in there, we're going to get even more. We so, will take those questions. Yeah, no, sure, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get us in. But, but but I was joking. But yes. to your point, you are right. It is reminded me because as I'm waking up, using that terminology, to the fact that every moment is a moment that God is here and He is at work. I'm I'm seeing them more often, even though I'm having to use that artificial reminder to, because that's that's my that's my flesh. Well, that's where we are maturity wise. That's I'm right. At the same place. I'm that's just right. at that place maturity wise. Mm-hmm. I have to be woke mm-hmm. up. I, and my goal is, I hope one day, <laughs> I might be 90 years old, but I hope one day I can be in that place where every moment is. A thin place, yeah. <laughs> you know, where I know that the spirit is there and that we're cooperating and that I, f- I feel his leading and I'm surrendering and I'm being led by him. I, I just I'm hoping that those will get closer and closer and closer together before I get out of here. Well, you-, you know, for me, Jason, I'm coming to realize that's the reason I followed Jesus, though I wouldn't have said it that way 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. The thought that I could do life with God and be aware of these thin places. Because all of us, all I mean by that, most of us who follow Jesus have had those moments where we knew, mm-hmm. oh, this moment I'm having personally is a holy moment. Yep. I wanted more of that. 
Oh yeah. I wanted more yes. of that. Mm -hmm. And at some point I made a decision that it was okay for me that I had some of those and I'll just go through the motions. Mm. And now I'm coming to realize, you know, what I wanted, Jesus promised it's possible. Yes. I could live that way if well, I did. wanted to. He, he did. did. He, he did live that All the way. Time. It's possible I could live that way. I just haven't trained myself to do it yet. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it goes to the point you said the thing about maybe it'll take Tom 90. It may. It might. And... I think this is further talking about the church again. This is why uh, I heard one pastor say, if you're not dead, you're not done. We, we need you, no matter what your age is. But I'll just say this particularly. We, because of the nature of the age of our church, we have a lot of people who are on the older end. I'll say as someone on the younger end to not be offensive. We have people on the older end. And you do have so much to offer. I regularly have people come to me as the younger guy go, you know what? This church, it's for the young people. You young people, y'all got the energy to do this. Y'all got, got the capacity to do it. And in the eyes of the world, you're probably right. If what it takes to move the kingdom forward, energy is what it takes, uh, having this uh, the, the the capacity and the, the ability to stay up and what's hip and what's relevant and all that, you may need that. But what we've just been talking about is the point of what the kingdom is and what Jesus says the way it moves is it's one person at a time who gets more in tune with Christ and with the spirit and they're able to help others find it. And so there are some of you, you've been walking with Jesus your whole life and the ability you bring when you go get involved in children's ministry or this one I think is huge. You go join a small group with a young married couple who needs someone who's older to say, hey, this is what patience looks like. Mm -hmm. This is what peace looks like. This is what humility looks like. And you get involved. You have been walking. You are farther along. And it's for a younger person like me, I have been beyond blessed to have older, wiser Christians who know what it looks like to walk with Jesus with some grace who know that I'm running the wrong way sometimes but go, man, his heart's in the right direction. He's doing this. If the goal was just we got to get big crowds, maybe you just got to have a lot of energy and a lot of youth to pull that off. But if the goal is we're loving people one at a time, if you're not dead, you're not done. We need you involved in the lives of our children and our students and our small groups, our young married couples. Don't just huddle up with other people who are your age and who, who also are, have the same thoughts you have. Get involved in the lives of some younger people who maybe have too much energy and are tiring you out sometimes. <laughs> so, well, you know, we we started out this podcast. You didn't hear us talk about this before we hit record, and we said, "You think we're going to have enough to talk about?" Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we proved that was wrong. So we did. Um, so that's all. That's I it. Got. That's it. I that's think it. that's good enough. That's good. That we've gone plenty. It, it was longer than we thought. So yeah. uh, we'll just leave I it at that. I hope you stayed with us all the way then. If you Absolutely. did, God bless you. So, yeah. All right. We will see y'all next week. Bye.